What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. <laughs> what's going on, guys? What's up? Hello, hello. hello. So, I, I'm actually very, very excited about the episode that we're about to do because you're like, hey, I think we should talk about James Gunn's DCU. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, man. We're a little, we're a little behind on that. It's, it happened we a couple weeks ago, but whatever, you know. What? Yeah. So <laughs> let's uh, let's take a pe- uh, peek at this list though, because you you've got it in order pulled up right I now. I do, uh, based on the video that he did mm-hmm. for it was posted to DC's YouTube page. Um, so he's calling part one of his new initiative "Gods and Monsters," but we still have some movies that haven't come out yet that are maybe part of it that. You know, we got Shazam, Gods and Monsters, which is the, or Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which is the next Shazam movie. Yep. I don't know if that's part of it or not. I'm not really sure. Um, I think there's stuff that they haven't fully fleshed out if it's part of it or not yet. Right. You know what I mean? We've got uh, Aquaman Lost Kingdom um, with Jason Momoa reprising the role of Aquaman. And then we have The Flash. And he did talk about how The Flash is still coming out, despite uh, Ezra Miller's repeated uh, <laughs> time <laughs> in the spotlight. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that it's going to reboot the DCU, where you know some things will change forever, some things will stay the same, some actors will continue to play their roles, while some will be recast. Uh, it's like where you take two pizzas. And you smash them together. (laughs) (laughs) Into one weird thing. Yeah, and some toppings go away, some stay, and some of them get mixed up. And that's Battle World. That's okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you remember that uh, announcement when they had made that for Marvel? What? The two pizzas smashed together thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that was so... I was like, like, oh, this is the analogy we're going with. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so Flash will be, I guess, Flashpoint. Yeah. Which, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Flashpoint, was a comics initiative that uh, relaunched everything when we did New 52. Mm-hmm. Kind of reset the entire universe. Um, Flash went back in time, stopped his mother from dying, and that changed the whole world. And Thomas Wayne became Batman, and Aquaman and Wonder Woman were at war. It was a whole thing. I do, I do <laughs> like that he is trying to have uh, continuity... Throughout all of the DC projects, though. He did say that, that he wants there to be continuity between TV shows, movies, uh, cartoons, and video games. Yep. The video games is fucking super interesting. I, I don't really understand that. I guess continuity would mean the video game characters would be voiced by their big screen counterparts. But I, like, I believe so. Are you making a video game that is... See, this is the, the thing. Marvel has gotten out of control, right? And, and I like it. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I enjoy pretty much everything they've done. But uh, somebody was talking to me the other day and said, you know, I shouldn't have to do a bunch of homework just to watch a Marvel movie. We were talking about Black Panther, and they were saying, like, I really liked Black Panther because all you needed to know was Black Panther. You didn't have to watch six different things just to understand what was going on in Black Panther, um, which I agree with. It was actually a, a sequel to the first movie. It right. wasn't trying to set anything up. It wasn't this big, giant thing. Um, so the problem I think with this is, uh, are you going to make people have to play a video game to understand a piece of your story that's going to be relevant to your movies or your, your TV shows? Are you going to agents of shield them? Right. Because that's weird, right? Like not everybody plays video games. 
I mean, I like video games. I enjoy it quite a bit. But, you know, it's, it's like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's a great season finale to WandaVision. But you kind of had to watch WandaVision <laughs> before you saw it. No, no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, like no you would have been completely lost. Where did these children come from? Why is she a why is she a villain all of a sudden? It's it's all set up in WandaVision. Uh, I remember walking out of the theater after watching Doctor Strange. I turned to my buddy. I said, "That was pretty good season finale of WandaVision," <laughs> because that's what it was, right? Like, I mean, legit. That's all that one was. Yeah. So uh, I am curious how far this will extend, right? Is all are all of these projects like what the MCU has done with a lot of their stuff now going to be necessary to understand what's going on in projects down the line? Who knows? Well, how crazy is it that, it, like talking about the MCU in particular, that at uh, this point in time that is so ingrained in culture, not. It, not nerd culture in no, all of culture, culture yeah so, so much so that they're like well if you haven't seen the fucking marvel movies right you're an asshole right exactly <laughs> but there are 27 or so films at this point right. and and they're all two six plus hours TG, long. six tv projects like what is this right do, 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 oh yeah i mean i enjoy like i said i enjoy every bit of it i'm not going to stop enjoying it um but i understand why people have been getting fatigued Right and and oh, going, there's superhero fatigue for sure. Right, like oh, I gotta watch this six TV shows before I can watch this one movie. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> so I am curious how connected everything will be because the next big DC video game that's going to be hitting store shelves this supposedly this year is Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, which is Rocksteady doing a pseudo sequel to the Batman Arkham games. It's going to be mm -hmm. set in the same world. <laughs> Uh, they're using. They brought back a lot of the same voice actors. Hell, even Kevin Conroy got back in on the action before he passed away and recorded his dialogue for for Batman for the game. Is that game going to be connected? Yeah, right. Like, uh, okay, because so, it's not part of. It, it's it's very much part of the Batman Arkham universe, which right. is, last I saw, last I checked, is not part of the DCU. Not at all. Right. It, well, and it's, it's like, okay, Kevin Conroy, for a lot of us, is Batman. Of course. And that's his last Batman project. So are you going to then be like, ooh, this isn't a thing. Right. So That'd I don't know. Foolish. I mean, I, I, maybe maybe it's talking about, you know, new games that will be developed going forward. Right. But again, how, how connected are they going to be? Are you going to need to watch or play them in order to understand what's going on in a movie? Yeah, are these going to be relevant? How invested do we need to be in this universe right exactly. now? Exactly. And we don't have a lot of information now. I mean, Gunn's announcement was pretty short. Um, he didn't really take much time to go into the details. He just kind of announced projects. Well, and it's he's taking the B side, <laughs> B side heroes, and putting them That's up front. That's an understatement. That is, it these, is kind of an these understatement. are not B heroes. These are C heroes. Let's start off with the first one he announced. Shoot, which is an animated series called Creature Commandos. So I want to know. Leave it in the comments. Who out there <laughs> heard that and went? Oh, I know who those characters are <laughs> because even those of us that read comics barely know who the creature commandos are. Now you've met one of them already. Weasel. Yeah. In the suicide squad that he did the weird little monster man that was played by Sean Gunn. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it's such a weird team. It's Frankenstein. It's bride of Frankenstein. It's weasel. It's it just weird agents of shade, you know, uh, Monsters, basically. I mean, and, and it's it's going to be an animated series. Look, this is probably have a list here uh, that that talks about it. Yeah, uh, Rick Flag Senior, 
Rick Flagg's father? So who do you get to play him? We're just going to ask Joel Kinnaman because he's dead, right? Like, Rick Flagg died. So we just get Joel Kinnaman and put some makeup on him, make him look older. <laughs> just get him to play his dad. Uh, Weasel, right? Obviously. Dr. Phosphorus. Frankenstein, the bride of Frankenstein, and G.I. Robot. And if you're unfamiliar with G.I. Robot, congratulations, you're not a nerd. <laughs> okay, so when I hear G.I. Robot, like, there, there's two things that just flood my brain. G.I. Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe, of course, right. but then gastrointestinal. <laughs> gastrointestinal. Robot. Yes, and I'm like, how fucking cool would that be? I need to start designing superheroes for these fucks. <laughs> but again, it's so it's just look, the Guardians of the Galaxy was that time when most of us that were enjoying what Marvel did were literally saying to each other prior to that movie's release, this is it. This is where it's going to flop. This is where they're going to fail because nobody knows who the shit these characters are, right? I mean, those of us in the know did. But even they were more well-known than the Creature Commandos. DC hasn't done anything with the Creature Commandos in 20 years. Yeah. You see Frankenstein pop up every now and again and Weasel. But thats it's not been a team in years and years and years. I mean, maybe that's the last time you picked up a comic book. <laughs> if the last time you picked up a comic book was 20 years ago, you're not the target audience for new DCU projects. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves here. I mean... That, that, that's all I can be, just go on, go on, go on. Go all on. right. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's going to be uh, an animated series that obviously is going to also tie in because like he was talking about the synergy and stuff. So the animated series is kicking it off with, uh, with creature commandos next, a live action HBO max series called Waller, which will bring back Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. I love Viola Davis. I think she does a great job uh, with, uh, the character of Amanda Waller. Yep. I don't know why you didn't just ask CCH Pounder. She's still around, and she voiced Amanda Waller for so many years. She is Amanda Waller for most of us. Right. She voiced her on the Batman animated series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. She was always the voice. And in fact, at DC Fandom a couple years ago, when they made the announcement that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was coming out, she was the one who came out and made the announcement because she's Amanda Waller in that game. <laughs> They brought her back to play the character she, in the video She's kind of game. a big deal. Right. So I don't understand why you didn't ask her, but whatever. Viola Davis does a great job. There's no, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and so this one's going to be a series that picks up the threads of what Peacemaker left behind. Yeah. And she's going to be working again with that team, which is, you know, uh, Peacemaker, obviously, but then uh, Gunn's actual wife now. I think they did yeah. get married. Yeah, they got married. Um, as the leader of that team and the other uh, characters. So... That is uh, what he described as uh, uh, it was shadowy government, like, uh, uh, I guess, political intrigue, maybe? Yeah. I can yeah, see like, that being uh, an Amanda Waller thing. Yeah. Lots of espionage and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what Amanda Waller's status is. In the world now? Yeah, has she fallen from grace? Well, or? yeah, because in the aftermath of what happened in, in the Suicide Squad, it seems like she might not have a lot of government pull anymore. Right, right. She's kind of the uh, the Voldemort, if you will. She who <laughs> shall not be named. Like. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she still has her job, right. but I don't know that she's actively doing things anymore. 
So we'll right. Well, and it, it, yeah, I, I felt like the the message that was kind of portrayed was, "Hey, she's losing the reins right now." Sure. Like, well, especially it, since the peacemaker people just kind of went rogue and, and did, did whatever their own the thing. hell they wanted. Yeah. And and you don't go rogue when Waller's in charge, right? Like. Right. Like if Waller was actually in charge, happen in your brain and shit. Yeah, and truth be told, she was still trying to pull the strings by sending her her daughter in there to kind of infiltrate the group. But that ended up backfiring on her because her daughter ended up becoming best friends with all these people. Right, and I'm sure she's going to continue to be a part of the team going forward too. I love that character. I think I'm, very I'm cool. Excited character. to see her again. Yeah. Um, but the next project he announced was the first big one. Right. So so, uh, Creature Commandos is weird and unknown. Waller. While she has had some screen time, I'm not really sure where we're going with her story. But Superman will officially be rebooted in a movie called Superman Legacy, which uh, Gunn is saying is going to be based loosely on Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's All-Star Superman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've read. Have you read All-Star Superman? I, I had read a couple of issues out of it. Okay. I never never finished that series, though. So the basic premise of All-Star Superman, this is why I don't understand how this is your Superman movie. Uh, Because the basic premise of All-Star Superman is Superman's dying because he had to go into the sun. And this is just, I'm going to throw these out here. These these ideas are really weird. It's Grant Morrison. Uh, These scientists had created a way to do science experiments on the sun which is nonsense. That's just nonsense. Uh, and we're talking about flying people, and we're like, this part of it is bullshit. You you, you created a, a science base on the sun. That's not possible. You can't do that. Uh, but so, so obviously something went wrong. Superman had to go into the sun and and save the day, and he got way too supercharged with solar energy and ended up with some kind of like super cancer. Right. And he was dying. So it was about. If you knew you had limited time and you're Superman, what would you do? So he creates this little science concoction and he gives Lois superpowers for like a day so that she can experience and they can have a little send off for the character. She became Superwoman for a minute in that comic. Um, but the, the comic goes off the rails. It's Grant Morrison. I mean, there's that's what we've come to expect from him at this point. People come back in time and there's a whole weird... Uh, Oh, kill Superman and Lois has to save him. It's it's nuts. It's a nuts little story. Uh, it's also got a little Lex Luthor subplot in there, where he's juicing with kryptonite. Uh, what's it called? Like kryptonite HGH, I guess. <laughs> Which later became a thing in the comics. All Star Superman was essentially when it came out, uh, what if or an Elseworld yeah. type story to yeah. begin with. Um, but they later actually did that in the comics where he's like juicing with kryptonite human birth <laughs> hormone and he's in his big suit and whatever. It's, you got to shoot it in your ass though. It's nonsense. It's such a weird thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, not Henry Cavill recasting Superman with someone younger. Yeah, I guess. I, I dude, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't really I, care. I, I mean, want Henry Cavill to be Superman, and I've enjoyed him as Superman. Look, I have too. There's no doubt. And uh, clearly so did The Rock, <laughs> who brought him back for one moment in Black Adam. Well, because well, they announced after that that he was going to be Superman <laughs> moving forward, and then... Yeah, that was actually uh, The Rock kind of just 
doing what he thought was going to happen, not knowing that they were planning to change things. They were actually quite upset with him over that reveal of information. He was quite upset himself. He was, but because they took it back almost immediately. (laughs) They were like, no, no, wait, wait, he was wrong. That's not happening. (laughs) And he was like, but fuck you, I don't follow you anymore. Thanks for the millions. Yeah. Yeah, millions. I don't know if it's millions. Let's be honest. That movie didn't do too well, and his contract was about getting paid on the back end. So I don't know that he actually... He made millions of dollars. I don't know, man. That movie didn't do well. Like I said, he had one of those contracts that... that, uh, Gets paid off a box office. Yeah, where he gets paid based on box office gross. So I don't know that he actually came out of that with a... I mean, he's a millionaire anyway, so it's not really like he's losing much. But I don't know that he came out of that with as much money as he thought he was going to. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I think that was... was, That's just my take. I don't know. To be fair, too, though... Who the fuck cares about Black Adam anyway? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of the reason people went to see that movie is because they were introducing the Justice Society, and I was excited about that. And it's a weird movie because it kind of feels like... He's a goddamn Shazam villain. Like He is. Let him fucking be that. He's, I mean, he's to be fair, he's he's had his moments to, to shine, sure. and he's had comic moments where he's not just a Shazam villain. But it kind of felt like it was just a Justice Society movie with... A guest starring Black Adam, right? That's kind of how it felt when you watched it. Um, that's not to say the Black Adam stuff wasn't good and and entertaining. I mean, I walked away from the movie going, yeah, it was entertaining. It wasn't, oh my god, it's blowing my mind. But I was entertained. It was fun. You know, it had fun moments. It had big action set pieces. Right. It had Hawkman. It had Doctor Fate, who's just basically Doctor Strange in the DC universe. It had. Uh, it had the Atom Smasher, which is the guy that gets real big. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was an interesting little film uh, that was just fun. It wasn't... <laughs> had Giant Man, Doctor Strange, who else? <laughs> it had Giant Man, it had Doctor Strange. Hawkman, I don't know who you could pick, compare Hawkman to. Maybe Falcon? Falcon. Because <laughs> they're, totally they're both bird guys? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you have no business hanging out with these dudes. Go out there. <laughs> Get out of here, bird man. <laughs> I'm going to call you Bird Lad. <laughs> but so uh I'm again I'm fine recasting Superman. I like Henry Cavill a lot, but uh you know, I it's it, it's more beneficial I think to have a strong base and through line for your continuity. Sure. And not just do what Zack Snyder did where he made Batman versus Superman and just kind of threw all the ideas in there so that he could set up Justice League in one movie. Mm-hmm. I think maybe take our time, build up to that, similar to how Marvel did with the Avengers. Give me some solid movies before you put everything, mash everything together, right? Give me some solid groundwork to build off of. Right. Well, and it, what's what's funny about the uh, Avengers and what Marvel did so very well is they set it up in the first fucking movie in the franchise. They did, but they weren't... It wasn't it, ramming down It wasn't down like hammer throat. fisting, you know, no, then, it, right? It, like, it wasn't, but they were like, hey, there's a little tease. about this. Right, exactly. There's it, a little tease. That's all you have to do, though. Right. I mean, shit, that was years and years and years ago. 2008. And that, yeah, I mean, fuck. That was when Iron Man came 15, out. 15, what's that, 15... 16 years ago, something like that? Some obscene know. amount of time. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> That's fucking nutty. They've spent, a couple of those people had spent over a decade making these movies. Right. <laughs> right. Playing the same character every time. I mean, shit, dude. If if you, if given the opportunity, I would do the same thing. I yeah. would totally take that and run with it. Sure. But 
Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know, they were very tactful about how they did it. And all, all you got to do sometimes is give somebody an Easter egg. Sure. And they, they'll, they'll well, because, do all the filling. Well, in. And everything was hinging on that movie being successful. I mean, if, if Iron Man hadn't been successful, at least successful at the time, um, Marvel would have went bankrupt. I mean, they put everything. They put all the eggs in that basket. Well, it was that and Hulk because they came out the same summer. Yeah, but Incredible Hulk didn't do well. No, it did not. Iron Man did really well. It did. <laughs> it did. Incredible Hulk did okay. I'm not going to say it did it bad. It didn't do bad. It, it was... did better than Ang Lee's Hulk. And it was a fucking cool flick. Like I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. It was interesting. I don't like uh, Edward Norton a lot. See, I do. Uh, and, it, and actually, I heard uh, that they were actually in talks with Ruffalo at that time to play the character. So uh, Norton was pissed because he actually did screen tests for Avengers. He did, yeah. And then they were like, hey, we're going to go a totally different direction here. But... But that I don't think that could that should have come out of left field for him because again they had considered Ruffalo for Incredible Hulk. I want to know why. I, why like, they had considered him? Yeah, I think because he's a great actor. Yeah. But when Edward Norton said no, I'll do it, that kind of they thought, oh, we this this is the star power we need. We had a Robert Downey Jr. Edward Norton's the star. But these are the stars we need to right. make this work. I I wish they would have kept Ed Norton. I like it. I just don't. I like know him. you're not a fan. I know. Yeah. He's kind, apparently he's also kind of a jerk. To I've never work talked with. to him. Yeah. Like apparently he's real pushy. He's not real good at taking direction. He's uh, <laughs> one of those guys that thinks his shit don't stink. I'm the best actor in the fucking world, and who are you to tell me that? Uh, Have that, you seen that the wasn't Illusionist? A yeah. <laughs> who are you to tell me that wasn't a good take? <laughs> oh my god. Um, but so apparently, Superman Legacy uh, is a film that will hit. Uh, theaters in 2025 it already has a set release date july 11th 2025 it sounds so far away but it's not no we're in 2023 now. i know it's, it's fucked a up, couple man. years from now <laughs> uh. uh so then he went on to uh so we've done hbo max television shows then superman legacy is a movie Going back to HBO Max, he talked about uh, Green Lanterns. Mm -hmm. is still going forward. Um, initially, they were supposed to make a Green Lantern core show that was going to be set mostly in space and on Oa and, and kind of set up the Green Lantern core before introducing the Earth Lanterns. But they're scrapping that idea, apparently. And it's Jon Stewart and, and Hal Jordan, as James Gunn described it, as true detective in space. I, I'm just so stoked to have a John Stewart Green Lantern again. It's not even funny. I would rather it be John Stewart because yeah. that's the one that I grew up with. Yeah, I don't know who the hell Hal Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I know who he is now. Yeah. When I was a kid, I never knew who the hell. No, Hal Jordan he wasn't was. on the Justice League. John show. Stewart was my Lantern. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just like Wally West was my Flash. Barry, who the hell's Barry? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> it's, and it's a generational thing, right? Because I've is. had that conversation in my store with old head dudes and they're like who's Barry you philistine <laughs> um yeah I I think having a Green Lantern movie that is done justice show or show I'm sorry that it's done justice is going to be appropriate and good for DC as a whole I don't necessarily know how that like I understand that okay you're gonna do it as space detectives cool yeah. whatever yeah, they're space cops um is it gonna be is it gonna be good because, like, I was stoked for Ryan Reynolds to be the Green Lantern, and it didn't go so hot. Look, that's a guilty pleasure for me. Like, it's a bad movie. I'm not going to deny that, but I like it. I don't. I know that's an unpopular opinion. It's a really bad movie. I admit it's a bad movie, 
but just there's something about it that I just find very endearing. I like it. It's crazy. I, and, it's crazy the things you can do when you have a multi-million dollar budget. Well, and and <laughs> and, and, and I, you cannot deny the power that Mark Strong brings to the performance of Sinestro. I mean, it is as if Sinestro walked off the comic page into that film. No, his Sinestro is badass. I would watch a whole movie about the Sinestro Corps starring Mark Strong as Sinestro. Leave the Green Lantern Corps out of it. Just give me a Sinestro Corps movie. You're like, man, fuck, the, <laughs> fuck those lantern fellows that are green. Right, like, I give me a Sinestro Corps movie. I want the yellow ones. Corps, I want the I ones. Let's well, because go. he's so good. He, he, was he also good. fought, apparently, very hard to make Sinestro comic accurate. They had envisioned Sinestro, the concept people, had envisioned Sinestro as more of a tribal guy oh, with, like, these no. weird tattoos and stuff. And I was just like, what? Who, who, who was sitting at that table and thought, this is a great idea? I mean, what it is is somebody's trying to put their stamp on it. We saw it with Jared Leto's Joker, too. Uh, Ayer put tattoos all over his face and shit like that. Sure. Jared Leto was a good Joker. No, he wasn't. I thought he was a great Joker. <laughs> he was don't a terrible Joker. Him. He was a great Joker. <laughs> He's a terrible Joker. <laughs> his makeup and shit was ridiculous. I would put, uh, what's his name from the Batman 60s uh, TV show, above Jared Leto. Oh, God, Caesar. Caesar Romero. I would put him above Jared Leto. Jared Leto's at the bottom. He's the worst Joker. <laughs> I thought he was wonderful. Where would you rank him? In the Joker ranking? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all different. That's what makes it hard. Um, I could I could take or leave Heath Ledger's Joker. I know that's everybody's favorite. It's not my favorite. I'm like, meh. Mark uh, Hamill is my well, favorite. Uh, Mark Hamill should be everybody's favorite. <laughs> so, but Heath Ledger's up there. Mark Hamill's probably my number one. As it should be. Yeah, I think I'd put Leto under him and then... No! Yeah, and then... And oh, the, my God. And then Ledger <laughs> or uh, Phoenix. You put Leto above Nicholson and Phoenix? Oh, dude, I forgot about Nicholson. Like, what are you doing? I No, I forgot about Nicholson because <laughs> he was a good joker. Leto is a joke, and, and pardon the pun, he's a joke compared to those other guys. <laughs> he uh, played the joker as a gangster. The joker is not a that's gangster. That's how they wrote him. That wasn't him. Yeah, let's be honest. Jared Leto has talked in interviews yes. about how he had a lot of creative input into how the character was portrayed, and he was very upset because a lot of the scenes they shot that he was very proud of got cut out of the movie. So how much of that wasn't Leto putting his own spin on what he thought the Joker was? How much of it was fucking Ayer being like, this is what the Joker's like now. Look at his face tattoos. And yeah, but so who are we to believe, right? Leto I, has said he had a lot of creative input into who that character became. Right, any actor... Any actor portraying that role has a lot of creative input because you get to decide how the Joker acts at that point in time. And that was bad. It was Joker's not a gangster. He's not he, he's not a gangster. Joker's doesn't care about money or power. That's one of that's one of the things I think that that the portrayals that have come before that had in common across the board. This man is about chaos. Yeah, I was going to say it's just the shenanigans. He doesn't give a shit about yeah. power or money or any of that. I mean, Heath Ledger said it best when he lit the whole pile of money on fire, right? Like, everything burns. You think I care about this? No. This town deserves a better class of criminal. <laughs> you mafia guys suck at this, is what he was basically saying. Right. But so, yeah, we got way off, uh, uh, way off, off topic, topic there. Here. We start talking about the Joker, but... Green Lanterns, I think, uh, <laughs> to bring it all back around, 
Uh, yeah, Green Lanterns, I, I think, is something I could get behind. Yeah, cool. I, I like Jon Stewart a lot. I'm sad that Hal Jordan's got to have to be there to muck it up, but... A cool detective story, though? Yeah. Like, I think that'll be rad. But, and the, the only problem I have with, with both Lanterns, both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart being in the story is... Doesn't make sense. It, it makes sense now. They're both Lanterns now. Sure. But when are you setting this? Have right. they already been Lanterns? Are they seasoned veterans by now? Because that's the only way that makes sense. If and if they are, story, they have to be. If yeah. they are, why haven't we seen them on Earth? They're the protectors of Earth. Why does no one know who they are? Why haven't we seen them yet? We protect in the shadows. No, the Green Lanterns are not in the shadows. They're in the light. Not anymore. They let that light shine bright. They're in the shadows. No, now. no, no, no. In any case, uh, so the next project he announced is. A bit of a weird one to me. Uh, not that it's a bad project, but a movie based on The Authority, Wildstorm, uh, The Authority. And the only problem I have with that, I like The Authority. I think it's a great story. The only problem I have with that is The Authority's from another universe. Yes. A universe where it's like the DC universe, but not it's the same. more mm-hmm. adult, right? It's more visceral, it's more real. Well, real is probably not the best way to describe it. It's more visceral. Um, and so the problem I have is, in that story, you have a Superman character amalgam, a, su- a, a, a Batman amalgam, a Wonder yeah. Woman amalgam. You have all of these characters because they were they were creating their own version of the Justice League. Uh, so Why the fuck are we introdu- going to have them when we have a Justice exactly, League? Exactly. Introducing that in a world that already has Superman and Batman, but not yet a Justice League seems weird to you me. You know Why? You're going to introduce another Justice League before we introduce so the, they can do the Justice League? I mean, That's sure. That's all it is. But Midnighter and Apollo are great characters. They are very nuanced. They're very interesting. Mm-hmm. And arguably better than Superman and Batman in some stories that have been written. Sure. Like the Warren Ellis stuff from back in the day. Uh, so it just seems weird to me to introduce a Justice League in into a universe that doesn't yet have its own Justice League. <laughs> Unless they're going to start this outside of, of the, the main DCU and bring it in later. But that's not what he implied. Right. Right. He implied, no, this is, this is in the DCU. This is. Because that's not to, you know, Wildstorm has been merged with DC. And when Apollo met Superman, it was a cool moment. Like, oh, my God, you're Superman. Hi, my name is Apollo. You know, like he was very excited to meet Superman. Right. Because this is his idol. Uh so that could be cool, but you, you have to lay the groundwork for that. You don't just do that. You have to set that up. You have to build up the the, the idea that, that these are their heroes before just doing it, right? One, we might get that. We don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's the thing. Right now, it's, it's a list. It's a list. Right. And it's a fucking extensive one. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And, and The Authority, uh, like I said, it's going to be a movie. Didn't, they didn't give a date for this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Justice League if it was more adult themed. Right. So it's just, it's (laughs) the boys. It's just weird to me to, to introduce, it's not as bad as the boys. Right. Uh, It's just weird to me to introduce a team that is the Justice League from another universe. When we don't have our own. Before you have your own Justice League. (laughs) I mean, we, we have them. It's just going to be fucking, you know, retconned. No, that that uh, 
that Justice League doesn't exist anymore. We're going to cast a new Batman, a new, new Superman, Superman, potentially a new Wonder Woman, new Aquaman, new Flash. Yeah. Right? So that Justice League doesn't exist anymore. This is a new universe. Oh, so that's one of the other 52. Right. This is a branch, right? So imagine everything you've seen up to Flashpoint, and then at Flashpoint, the events branch off and mm-hmm. create a new timeline. Right? So this is an entirely new universe that doesn't have any of the stuff that has happened in that universe. <laughs> the Schneiderverse exists right. there. That's their goal, right, is to eliminate everything he did. Oh, my God. Um, what's what's next, Brave and the Bold? Uh, no, actually, after The Authority, he talked about Paradise Lost, which is a Themyscira story that doesn't involve Wonder Woman, which seems a little weird since we're getting a new Superman story and a new... Batman story and not a new Wonder Woman story. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe they'll find a way to I think that's what they're gonna put use. Wonder Woman into the story and, yeah. and she'll be a little girl and we'll meet her and, and she'll be fun. Yeah, I think they're gonna use that as the opportunity to introduce us to our new Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean it's 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 he described it as a Game of Thrones with Amazonians. Which I don't know if that's so the, hot. Let's we, 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 see. That's that's the thing. I don't know if that's the the boast he thinks it is anymore. People hear Game of Thrones now and they're like, no, bad no, ending. No, 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 don't do that. So I don't know if that's the boast he thinks it is, but he did describe it as Game of Thrones set on Themyscira. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna fucking you're gonna fall in love with somebody and he's gonna kill him. Sure. That's all it's gonna be. And Diane's going to raise to the top of the dog pile. Well, that's the question, though, right? This is definitely a story written in comics that didn't involve Diane at all. It took place, took place in the, the far past. The main character was mm-hmm. uh, Queen Hippolyta. Uh, and I think Nubia. I think Nubia was part of that story, too. So you think She's, that- she's currently the queen of, of uh, Themyscira, Nubia, uh, so, through a whole series of... So, yeah, maybe they're just going to take us to that moment. I mean, yeah, Wonder I, I, Woman... I don't know. It also depends what origin are you using for Wonder Woman. Are you using the origin that she's actually a child of gods, a child of Zeus, or that she was made by Hippolyta from clay and brought to life by Zeus's magic? Because that's the actual origin. Mm-hmm. The origin is Hippolyta wanted a daughter. She couldn't have a daughter because there's no men <laughs> on Themyscira. So she created a daughter out of clay. Mm, excuse me. Out of clay. And Zeus brought it to life. Boop. Yeah. And that's Wonder Woman. Uh, the retcon story was that she's actually a daughter of Zeus and Ares is, is her brother and so on and so forth. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll introduce young Diana. It does seem weird, though, if you're going to introduce young Diana to, to have to build her up through another story. Right, like yeah. if we introduce this close to the end of the movie, oh, this is a young Diana. Well, now we have to spend a whole nother movie getting her to Wonder Woman before <laughs> she can be a part of the bigger DC universe. Maybe, I mean, maybe it, with the amount of shit that they announced. Do you remember when uh, years and years and years ago, like I'm thinking 2015, 2016, when Marvel did their first? Uh, I guess it was probably 2014 or 15. They did their first roadmap. Yeah, And they announced, I think it was like four or five projects, and that seemed like an obscene amount of stuff. It was so fucking much. Yeah. But it was really exciting. There's like, this is a list of like 10 things, dude. I mean, Marvel has 10 projects still to this day that have already been announced that are coming years and years down the line. 
Right. We already know how the multiverse saga ends. You know, like, <laughs> yes, it is. It is a bit much, though. Um, but so after that, they talked about uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold, which is a weird title to use. That always makes me think of the Diedrich Bader-led cartoon show. I, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Where he like teamed up with a different character each week. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Beetles right over there. Right. Or Aquaman yeah. or I think he teamed up with Frankenstein at one he point did. on that show. He did. <laughs> there was this your creature commandos references to Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're calling it Batman Brave in the Roll Bold and they James Gunn's this is this is bothersome to me because I'm a comic reader. James Gunn said, Oh, we're basing it on Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin. I think what he meant to say was Batman and Son, because Grant Morrison did write that story as well, and that had Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne in it. Yep. Uh, he wasn't Robin yet, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know if he made a mistake or if he just does, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, because Batman and Robin is not a story about Bruce and uh, Damian. It right. was later, but that wasn't written by Grant Morrison. That was Peter Tomasi that did that one. This one that he's talking I, I, about. I think he misspoke. Right. On this one. one that he's talking about was when Dick Grayson was Batman, when Bruce right. was thought to be dead. And I put that in quotes because no one's ever dead in, in the comic world. Uh, but again, so that bothers me, obviously. But Batman and Robin was a great story. But the reason it was a great story is because Grayson was a much better father figure that, that to Bruce, Damien than yeah. Bruce ever could have been. Bruce is too hard on Damien. He expects too much of him. Grayson was kind. He was caring. He was hands off a lot of the times. Go. Do what you think is best. And when you make a mistake, I'll be there to catch you when you fall. You know what I mean? So right. Damien got to really explore who he was as this child of assassins trying to be a superhero. Um, and it was it was great. It was a, I'm not going to say it wasn't a great story. So if what you're doing is you're actually basing that, basing your movie on that story, but you're putting Bruce in that role, that's going to be a little weird. Right, because Bruce is not the kind, caring, open, let you make your own mistakes kind of guy. Come here, buddy. <laughs> right, like no, that's not who Bruce is. That's not who Bruce has ever been. But so this will be uh, the first time we'll see a, a Robin on screen that's actually a child. Because you know Grayson was in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, but he was played by like thirty-year-old Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, he probably wasn't 30 yet, but he was in his he 20s wasn't. He was for in his sure. He was though. He was an adult. Right, he was an adult. That escaped the circus. So why are you, like, what? <laughs> the whole point of the of the sidekick thing was Bruce took in children right. who needed help. Grayson lost his parents. Uh, Damien, uh, or uh, Tim, Tim saw, or um, I'm skipping one, Jason. Jason was, a, like, a homeless kid who was like stealing car parts to sell at chop shops. <laughs> Catalytic converters. I mean, that's that's literally how Batman found him. <laughs> Batman came back to the Batmobile and saw like, there's no tires on the Batmobile and was like, what the hell? But like, Jason was there still stealing the last tire and was like, oh shit, you know? And that's how they met. Drake, Drake comes in after Jason dies because Drake saw Batman become more brutal. And he calculated that the sidekick, the Robin, is a balance to keep Bruce grounded right. so that he doesn't lose his mind and just start murdering everyone. Uh, and then, you know, Stephanie was was uh, Robin for a little while, uh, and then eventually we got to Damien, who 
kind of denounces the the League of Assassins and wants to know his father a little more. So he goes to Gotham. He meets him. Talia basically just says, he's your problem now. Yep. <laughs> In classic, I don't care about my kid fashion. She just kind of hoists him off on Bruce. I mean, it is a comic book, so right. you have to do that for dramatic effect. <laughs> I never loved you anyway. <laughs> get on now. Get. And he wants to be better. But he still struggles with the desire to just murder everybody. Yeah. <laughs> These are bad people. That's let's just kill normal. them. Yeah, let's just kill them. Um, so... Again, if you're basing it on that, there's some interesting things you could do with that. But uh, recast Batman, new final another guy playing Batman. That'll yeah. be what six or seven at this point. Live action people that have played the character. I mean, shit. Just look at the last ten years, the last decade. Yeah, we have had one, two, three already. So yeah, we've had the fourth Christian the Bale. Time. We've had Ben Affleck, and we've had Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, that's crazy. That's, that's all happened in the last decade. And we're bringing back Michael Keaton for The Flash, so why not? You need to. <laughs> Did you see the poster? They're really leaning hard into the, I mean, to be this is going to bring back your Batman, guys. <laughs> to be fair, I think Michael Keaton might be America's sweetheart. Sure. Because they're like, oh, we got we to gotta make him the vulture. Hey, we need to bring him back so that he can reprise his role as Bruce Bain. Bruce Wayne, they should have done it as a fucking Batman Beyond and saved us all a bunch of bullshit. That was going to happen. I know. It was announced that it was a project that was in development that had been canceled as a result of this This regime change. Yeah, stupid. But the poster for Flash, it's it's Flash, but clearly standing in the Batcave and like the bat symbol looms over him. And I'm just like, wow, you guys just this is this is just a a Batman movie guest starring the Flash. I mean, because it really feels that way, right? Like you're really leaning into the Batman series of uh, unpopular decisions that are recently made by that actor. They had to (laughs) change things up a little bit. Yeah, they're really leaning hard into that Batman (laughs) thing, trying to get everybody to 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 come to it. This is not an Ezra Miller movie. It's a Batman movie. Yeah, he's the side quest. Mm -hmm. But Gunn did talk about while he was talking about Brave and the Bold that uh, Affleck will not come back. But that he still might be working with the company in a director role. Yeah. Which he wanted which to do anyway. He wanted anyway. to do anyway yeah. with his own Batman movie that then turned into this Rob Pattinson shit. Exactly. Which, that movie sucked. Sorry. You're a crazy person. That movie was amazing. It's that movie the new gold standard for what shitty, Batman movies should be. Shitty pacing. No. Pacing was off. The movie Disagree. was boring. Disagree. Blah. I'm out. That's fine. You can be out. You're wrong, but you can be out. <laughs> It's a great movie. Let us know in the comments how wrong Chris is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You love your sparkly Batman, you bitch. No, Pattinson okay. gets a lot of flack. But didn't you just earlier in this same podcast defend the idea that that's directors, not actors' faults when well, I, things go wrong like he wasn't, that? I, I'm just making fun of him for Twilight because he was honestly, everybody was bitching about him getting cast. And I was like, I don't see a problem with him getting cast. Um, it's the timing with everything else that's going on with all their projects. Like this was supposed to be uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, and I wanted to see that. Sure. So that bummed me out. I agree. Uh, so this will disappoint you, but James Gunn did say the Batman will continue with yeah. Robert Pattinson. I know. Uh, and the sequel to the Joker that is currently in development from uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker, which is cool. Yeah, I, know, I like that. I am curious though how you address. Uh, so first of all, let me let me say he he 
he did say that these will clearly be labeled DC Elseworlds so mm-hmm. that you will know they're not part of the main main canon. DCU continuity. That being said, Joker. When you get to the end of Joker, uh, Todd Phillips definitely implied or let people think maybe Batman this was, was up. no, 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 not Batman. Maybe this whole movie was just in his head. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm maybe sorry, yeah. he's just an insane person right. that this didn't actually happen to. And he's been locked up in Arkham telling the story. <laughs> so how do you, so clearly that's not the case unless it is. And you're going to pull the wool completely over our eyes, but we are going forward and it's going to have Harley. I think. Is what I yeah, heard. Har- yeah, Harleen Quinzel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Lady Gaga playing Harley, I think is what I heard. That I don't know. I think I heard that. That's fucking interesting. Gaga's a good actor, actress, however you is say she... it. She's not bad. Yeah. But, so, he did talk about other Elseworlds projects, like the, the one that they had been doing, or the one they had been planning, was President Superman, which was going to introduce... I No, 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 no. Don't don't do that. Don't facepalm that. President Superman is a great character, and it's a really amazing story. And I am curious to see who they will cast in the role. Personally, I think it should be Idris Elba, but I just like him a lot. But he's I already mean, he played cool a character in the Suicide Squad, so probably won't happen in that way. But I always just thought he's got the look. He's got the he body does. type, you know, he for does. a Superman character. He does. Big statuesque man, yeah. Exactly. Um, he would have been a cool steal also. Well, and and the person who was in charge of that President Superman story, I believe who was writing the treatment was uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. No shit. Yeah, which also was something that had a lot of people excited. Yeah, that would have been bad. Great writer, not only in book form, but he's written several comic books. He wrote Black Panther for mm-hmm. quite a bit, and he wrote Captain America for a while that were both really good. <laughs> So that was something that that uh, he talked about, how there will be projects that are outside of the DCU, but they will clearly be labeled. And he did say maybe there's room for crossover at some point with those things in some kind of multiverse story. Because we do know that DC has done the Infinite Earths stories uh, mm-hmm. several times where other counterparts of characters have met each other. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's room for that. I think, I, I mean, I think Marvel's opened the door for the craziness of the multiverse idea. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Although I think uh, a movie that did it much better was, was, uh, everything everywhere all at once. You did say that. Yeah. Which everybody should see that movie's fantastic. Um, so then he went on a couple more announcements, uh, before we're done. Um, booster gold. He called it imposter <laughs> syndrome meets back to the future. I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> I'm so stoked for Booster Gold. So if you're unfamiliar with Booster, Booster is a loser from the future, uh, from the 31st century or 30th century. I don't know. I think he exists in the same time as the Legion. <laughs> uh, who just wanted to be a famous guy. So he steals some alien tech and a time machine and he goes back in time to become a superhero in the past. He shows up with all his fucking magic and wows us. Yeah, it's, it's future tech. It's future tech. And he becomes a superhero. Uh, he's also best friends with Blue Beetle. Yep. And I don't know how that'll work because the blue they are doing the Blue Beetle thing. Yes, that is going are. forward, but it's going to be Jaime, not Ted. Yeah, weird. Which, weird. I mean, I'm not saying you can't still have a Blue Beetle Booster Gold friendship with Jaime. Sure. I'm just saying, like, Ted Cord is... You know, the the usually the guy, they're they're best buds. Yeah. But uh 
yeah, James Gunn just likes his losers. You know, he, he loves his uh, his downtrodden characters who that nobody gives a shit that about. Nobody cares about at all, like yeah. the creature commandos. <laughs> like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so that one is also gonna be an HBO Max series. It's not gonna be a movie. Good. Uh, they are gonna do a whole series for Booster Gold. Um, which I guess could be interesting. Um they have uh one of the writers from Thor working on it he mentioned a name and i was like why does that name sound familiar i looked it up he's actually been one of the writers on the thor movies all of them really yeah even the two later ones that are considered much better than the first two they're fucking great dark world is my least favorite thor movie but it wasn't as awful as everybody said no dark world's fine it also introduced infinity stones right like i was totally cool with that movie yeah um so then he went on to talk about supergirl woman of tomorrow which is a book by Tom King. Uh, great, great comic book. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a little weird uh, to introduce Supergirl unless they're planning on introducing her in something else. It's weird to introduce Supergirl and then immediately take her off Earth into some big spacey galactic story because that's what it is. It's about this little girl who comes to Supergirl. I need help avenging the death of, I think, her family or her father or somebody. She's avenging the death of somebody and she's going to go do it anyway. But she doesn't have any superpowers, so she asks a Kryptonian to come help, and Supergirl goes and helps her, and it's a, it's written by Tom King. It's a brilliant story. Um, there's no doubt. It's beautiful artwork. It just seems kind of weird to to start with. Right. Especially, Again, especially when you have a wildly successful Super Supergirl series. Exactly. Again, unless we're planning on introducing a Supergirl. I mean, there, there's rumor that a Supergirl is going to be in Flash that a version of her is going to be in Flash. Right. So maybe we're starting with her there and and then we'll 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 so we'll, we'll have her in the stories but not be the main character until we get to Woman of Tomorrow. I mean, I think I think they're just going to give us all kinds of shenanigans. We'll throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, see what sticks. I don't think they're I, I don't think they're going to see what sticks. I think there's going to be like an overarching plan. James Gunn has done really well with not a lot on a couple of occasions. Yeah, but look, so let's let's imagine a hypothetical here, right? Say we get to Superman Legacy, uh-huh. and it's terrible, and it yeah. flops. Yeah. Well, how's that going to fit with the rest of your plans? Right? you got to change your plans now. They have to be planning on flops at this point because they've made quite a few of them. Well, I, sure. But again, if, you, if, you, if, if Superman Legacy and Batman Brave and the Bold are linchpins for your, for your story, yeah. what if one of them does terrible and nobody likes it? Good. How does that become the linchpin for your story then, right? Going you just, forward. You just keep going like this. You keep on writing. You just keep going. Yeah. Just fuck it. All right. I mean, that's all they can do at this point. Look, <laughs> they've turned out so many turd movies over the last few years. It's like, okay, okay. Like, I'm going to watch them regardless. Sure. You're getting money from me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want DC to be successful. I want to see good DC movies. Exactly. That's why I like the Batman. It's so why I like Joker. Eventually, they're, they're good be, movies. They'll get something right eventually, and that's like all you can wait for. They have, though, right? A couple I'm not of saying times. that, I'm not times, saying yeah. that they've done bad movies. I mean, Man of Steel has its problems, but overall, it's a pretty good movie. It, it, was, a, it was a fun summer movie blockbuster. Yeah. It was a shitty Superman yeah, movie. Yeah, it was not a great Superman movie. That's, um, that's for sure. And, that, like, that was my big problem with it. Henry Cavill, great, great Superman. I'm saying his look and everything. He looks like yeah. fucking Superman. There was a lot of bad direction, I think. There's there's okay. things about that movie that just made me go, what? Like, he would fucking fight in Metropolis and level the city? Sure. Well, also, just just portrayals of, of, of side characters. Like, when Jonathan Kent, they do that little flashback, and he saved his friends on the school bus that had crashed, and he says to Jonathan Kent, well, should I have just let them die? And Jonathan Kent goes, maybe. 
Like, no, Jonathan Kent would not say maybe. Jonathan Kent would say absolutely not. You save your friends, right? Like, you save people. That's, like, Superman becomes who he is because of Jonathan Kent. Right. Because of his hopeful, like, no, you have powers, and you have a responsibility to use those powers to, to help people. You hear me, Peter? I mean, Clark? It's, it's, all, it's all kind of the same themes, yeah. But he had one more announcement at the end, yep, uh, yep. and it's Swamp Thing uh, will be a film, horror-themed film. That's going to be cool. I so I have problems. I've had problems with a few things we've talked about today, but I have problems not with the premise. I have problems with the fact that we already had a great horror swamp thing television show like two years ago, three years and ago. And we're just going to ignore it. And it was great. Like, and if you haven't watched it, God, watch it. It's so good. Even if you don't know anything about swamp thing, it does a great job of introducing you to the concept without bogging you down in a bunch of exposition and introduces the concept uh, relatively quickly. You understand what's going on. Uh, it's just really well done. And it was horror themed. It was very creepy. And, and the way it was shot was very, we're making a horror story. It was ominous. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and this is not going to connect to that at all. We're just going to reboot it. Start over. Try it again. Even though we perfected it, we did it perfectly already. We're going to do it again. One more time. How funny how funny would it be if they if they just took the swamp thing that they had and republished it? I'd be fine with that. I mean it was a great story. It'd be it'd be appropriate, right? So right, maybe like cut, do that. cut a few of the cut trim the fat a little bit, shrink sure. it down into movie size. Yeah, I could get behind that. There we go. Also, if they don't bring back the freaking costume designers, they are missing a trick because the one thing that is really well done above everything else that that Swamp Thing show was, Swamp Thing looked perfect. It looked exactly like you should, and it wasn't CG. It was a man in a suit. That's fucking cool. And it looked great. It looked perfect. I mean, obviously, there's certain parts of it that were probably augmented with CGI to make sure. them look a little more alive, but most of it is a guy carrying around a big, heavy rubber prosthetic right. that he wore, uh, and it looked Perfect. It looked exactly like Swamp Thing. Well, kind of like what they did with uh, Vecna and Stranger Things. He was in movie makeup. Mostly, yeah, mostly. Um, yeah, there was the, some the CG movie to it. Tentacles were sure. CG, sure. and I think the suit he was wearing was only from like his top of his legs up. I think so. Yeah, I think he had like green socks on. I think so. <laughs> you know, but I mean, <laughs> shit, because you got to make the guy taller and all that stuff. Exactly. So it's yeah, way that, easier that was intentional. CG. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Make it more imposing. But I, I think, I think to get back to that bit of movie magic where we're putting people in suits because we've been so spoiled with the CG and it saves you money. Does have, it? It I, seems like it'd be more expensive I, I, I than hiring heard, like a makeup house. I have heard it is crazy expensive for them to do uh, CG effects. Right, so... That's what I'm saying. So just have the makeup house show up. Do makeup, yeah. yeah that's what right, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, I thought get back you were to, saying it was the other way around. No, 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 no. I you were I, saying makeup was too expensive. No, I want to get back to the makeup and shit because yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, fuck, could you imagine? So like... I think I think they made a couple of Iron Man suits for the first movie, and as they things did. progressed, well, that he, was on Robert Downey Jr. Though. It was less and less and less suit. And yeah, Robert Downey like, Jr. was just like, "I'm not doing that again. Let's can we find a better way to do this." <laughs> they're like, "We'll put these dots on you." Yeah, he wears the top half of the suit, but yeah. then he just has dots. <laughs> no man, I want suits, dude. I want like I just think it's cool. It's no, it so is. cool, it, it, and it works very much. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been watching The Last of Us, but that was something that was very impressive in this week's episode was seeing the bloater, like this big giant dude in a costume. 
He said it weighed like 80 pounds. He was like, I had to carry around this 80-pound prosthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And some of it is CG, but I think we've come a very long way. CG effects have come a long way, there's no doubt. Right. But makeup has come just as far. In fact, a little bit of trivia here that some people might not even know. The first time we see Thanos at the end of the Avengers, that was a guy in makeup. Right. It looked great. It did. It really looked good. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't really do Thanos in makeup because he's big. He's Hulk-sized. Beg to differ. He's Hulk-sized. It's hard to do that on a real person. You can't do action sequences like that, but can you do him walking or sitting down Can you down do close-ups? Like yeah, absolutely. They, they, they proved that. But I think, look, don't get me wrong. While, I, while that's a little bit of trivia that you might not know out there, uh, I, I'm not going to deny that when we actually did get to CG Thanos, it looked great. It did. Like they, they invested a lot of money in making sure that looked good because mm-hmm. he had to. He was the villain. He's the main char- one of the main characters of the story. It took 10 years to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. But uh, so that was, you know, that was all of James Gunn's Gods and Monsters uh, projects going through 2027 at this point. Yeah, the next five years or whatever. Yeah. But again, you can have big plans, but we haven't even seen the first project yet. <laughs> the thing that we know about Warner Brothers and like over the years of doing Entertain the Geeky, we've talked about a lot is they will interfere, 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 interfere. So as soon as they think something should go a little bit different, they'll start fucking with it. And hopefully uh, Gunn can adapt well to that. He's already James Gunn did well. has said publicly a few times. Me and Peter are in, in charge. DC's not, or Warner Brothers is not going to be interfering. We've had assurances. We've signed contracts. So who knows? But again, if a big movie flops, all of that could go out the window. Right. Right. Contract oh. gets torn up and thrown in the yeah, trash can. This is contract? What contract? Yeah. I ate it. Call your lawyer. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. And I, hopefully, hopefully, because I like James Gunn a lot, especially since he's a St. Louis boy like us. I think that's cool as shit. Look, I want it to be good. I do. I really want good DC stuff. Right. We've had some projects that have been good and some that have not been so good. I want to see the kind of quality that Marvel gives us. Right? Shit. Not everything from Marvel is quality. I'm not going to say that they're, they're, good, they're perfect. No, they've done a wonderful job, though. 20, but, 27 movies or whatever. But the larger number yeah. of projects have been pretty good. Very and I want to see that. I want to see a good Justice League movie. And I'm not saying that what Zack Snyder had envisioned wasn't good in some ways. It had its moments. right? I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't know if you did. I did. The four-hour. It's not bad. No, it's, it's long. It's too long. It's, it's a cool flick. But it's not a bad movie. And but, it's better than the one we got. It is better than the one that we got. But uh, also, I, I feel for Joss Whedon on that one because some other guy directs, makes, shoots an entire fucking 85% movie, of your film? And then they hand it to him and they're like, there you go, dummy. Fix this. And it's like, what the fuck do you do with that? There's right. nothing you can do with that. It doesn't matter who you are. Joss Whedon tried to make it Avengers, though, and that's never that was never going to work. Well, that's why they asked him to do it is because he made the Avengers. Yeah, well, that was a stupid decision on their part because that was. was never going to work. It was. Justice League and Avengers are not the same thing. They're not, but... <laughs> If, if if the guy that made the Marvel people over a billion dollars on one film, if I can just say, hey, Joss, will you come over here? Because he said before that, he's like, I'm taking a break from superhero movies. Right. And then Warner Brothers was like, come over here. And he's like, I'm not taking a break from superhero movies. The problem is he didn't get to make the movie. Correct. Zack Snyder made 80% of the movie. No, he made the movie and then they right. gave it to somebody else and said, yeah. do your reshoots and cut it. Fix it. 
Yeah, make it make it light. That is impossible. Make it funny. Impossible. Yeah, and 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 let's be honest, Joss Whedon thinks he knows what funny is, but sometimes it's just uncomfortable funny. Like when Flash trips and falls into Wonder Woman's breasts and they have a really awkward moment that was just why? Why'd we do that? We're, we're, we just needed to draw attention to the fact that the woman has breasts. I don't understand. That, yeah, we, that whole thing made no sense to we me. We all get it. Wonder Woman's attractive. Right. We, we, we see it. She's got breasts. So you don't need to call attention to it. We, we got it. Well, it was, uh, who, who else did it? In Transformers 2, not a great movie, but Michael Bay, I can't stand the man. No, he's and, like, terrible. He broke first, my heart. The first fucking scene with uh, Megan Fox in that movie is her bent over a motorcycle. I'm like, yeah. okay. I don't need to see her in some stupid pose while she's doing pinstriping or whatever on this right. bike. Well, also to know that she's an attractive person. Well, sure. Also, the fallen into the boobs thing is a joke he'd already done in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right. Hulk falls into Black Widow's boobs. The same joke. Like, what are you doing, man? We don't want you to make Avengers. We want you to make this like Avengers. He's like, here, hold, hold, hear me out. We're going to do another scene here, and he's going to fall into her It's boobs. going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing we did in the Avengers movie. We're just going to do it right here. It's that going was, to be great. That was what made it a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Do you want a billion dollars? Face and boobs. <laughs> so, anyway, I am, I'm here. I want to I wanna see good DC projects, and I hope that's going to be the case. I don't know. Cautious optimism. Cautious optimism. That's there probably the best way to describe it. But, uh, you know, let us know in the comments what you think about James Gunn's weird DC announcement because it was weird. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, it. his fucking Suicide Squad was weird too, though. So It was, and it was great. It was I liked a, it a lot. Cool flick. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't know hopeful. if I was predisposed to like it because the other one was so bad. So it was like anything that's, anything that's even a anything little bit better that than that. Is not that movie. Right, anything that's just a little iota, tiny iota better than that's going to be great. Well, that's, that's what had been so funny about the DC films is that they were all shitty enough to where if we got like a passable movie, we're like, this is fucking oh, this is great. good. Yeah. And it's not. Well, and let's be honest. James Gunn took that idea into Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is one of the greatest DC television shows. It might be oh, one of the greatest comics fantastic. shows I've ever seen. It's it so good. fantastic. It's really well done. If you haven't watched it, you very much should. should it's a watch great show. It. Yeah. It's good for you. And it's indicative of maybe what his style for movies will be going forward. I mean, watching Suicide Squad, watching Peacemaker, watching Guardians. Yeah. it's Give you an idea of where he's going to be, what he's going to be bringing to the table. Um, I mean, we'll fucking end it there, guys. Go to yeah. go to our website, entertainthegeeky.com. You can follow all of our social media thingies and uh, see the see the videos that we make of of this. Um, yeah, if you liked this, leave a like. Yeah. That's good. Good like, stuff. Comment, right? subscribe. It helps us yeah. tremendously. Likes. We gotta get those likes. We need we need them. You need to follow us. We're, follow us. We're, we're we're very sad men, and we need we need this validation. This is all, Tell me you like me. This is all we have. <laughs> but yeah, do those things that we always ask you to do. There's fucking links to all of it in the description of this. You know that. I know that. Indeed. Stay geeky. Stay geeky.